Welcome in to the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. Austin Gale here with my guy, Ben Brown. We're recording this right now at halftime of what is an absolutely absurd Brown-Steelers game. Browns go into this one on the road with Kevin Stefanski locked in his basement with COVID. Six-point dogs, and they're up 35-10. Marquise Pouncey sends a snap over the head of Ben Rossberger on the first play of the game. Browns are covering the end zone. Carl Joseph specifically to go up seven. And then it was just... An onslaught from there. Browns go up 35-10. Baker Mayfield looks fantastic. That offense is firing on all cylinders. Meanwhile, Big Ben, 20 of 30 for 177 and three picks. Early reactions or instant reactions to this game. A part of me just wants to quote Dennis Green. They are who we thought they were. And we let him off the hook. I mean, this Pittsburgh Steelers team just does not look good, not living up to that 12-4 record. Yeah, not anywhere close to it. I know we kind of, you know, pounding it basically for the last couple of months. Of course, you know, the forecast guys have also been, um, you know, pushing that bandwagon. And, you know, it's kind of what we expected. I think there was a little bit of a narrative led up this week with the fact that the Browns obviously dealing with quite a bit of COVID situation, not having Kevin's fancy. It was kind of hard to read, you know, how much of that dynamic would actually play into the Browns performance. But uh, it's been, you know, completely one sided. I think they punted, what, two times. Steelers defense just is like looks incapable of stopping the Browns, um, you know, when they actually need to, which has been numerous points throughout the first half. So um, I do think we're going to see, you know, a pretty quick second half here. And I think the Browns are going to be moving on to Kansas City, which is uh, kind of an intriguing matchup. But I'm looking forward to uh, the division around next weekend for sure. We're getting some early week line action already. Um, and it's going to be another fun week. But we got, you know, what did you, what are, what are some of your takeaways from this game, basically? I mean, like, yeah, is this, I mean, is this, are, the, are the Steelers moving on here? Is this Mac Jones season here next year for uh, Mike Tomlin or what? I think it has to be. And I know Big Ben has said that, you know, he wants to come back to Pittsburgh next year and doesn't want to hang it up. I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if the Steelers want Big Ben back, you know, right. whether or not he wants to continue to play. Like, this offense, and Steve Palazzolo has said this, is death by paper cuts. They can't throw the ball downfield. They have to rely on Juju Smith-Schuster, Eric Ebron, and Deontay Johnson making plays after the catch. It's just no consistency down the field. You have to be concerned with the offense. Defensively, still a very good defense. But as we've seen in the NFL, defense very volatile and very dependent on the offense in front of you. And the Browns, like I said, are firing in all cylinders. ESPN analyst Boogie, Booger, Boogie, <laughs> Booger McFarland said you know, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, that the, um, you know, the Steelers' offense and defensive line is soft. And everyone like lost their mind, but like they are getting absolutely brutalized up front. Right. Like the Browns' offensive line is laying it into them, even with Joel Petonio right. on the right. sideline with COVID. And also, they just lost their right tackle, Jack Conklin. He went to the uh, locker room early in this game. It's it's absurd how how bad the Browns are beating the brakes off of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll finish with this, and then we'll move to the college football preview here. But the most impressive drive of this game was honestly Baker Mayfield taking the Browns to go up from 28-3 to 35 or 28-7 to 35-7 in under a minute 30. You know, he, he's, he's playing really good football right now. You have to be impressed with yeah, the Browns. I think, yeah, I definitely agree with you. That was the point where it's like, okay, well, if the Steelers are going to make a stand here and potentially make this a ball game, uh, they absolutely have to have a stop here. And it was just, you know, Baker had, you know, the scramble basically on third and eight or something like that. Third and seven got dove out of bounds, got to the first down there. And then from there, they just basically rolled through that drive. So that was that was the most impressive point for me. And that's the spot where it looks like, you know, if they play this well, 
if the Chiefs obviously, you know, have had, you know, uh, some balls basically this season, maybe they could catch them on the right day. That could be a really interesting game next Sunday. Um, but I'm looking forward to it as well. So we'll see. But I think there is like a larger narrative. We probably don't have any time to discuss it at this point. But, you know, some of these teams like the Colts and Steelers that we saw today kind of get exposed. What are they going to do with the, you know, their veteran quarterbacks at this point in time is obviously going to be a hot topic here in the offseason. But it's definitely a spot where you could be looking at, you know, the mock draft simulator and stuff like that to maybe get some ideas for, you know, how your team is maybe going to approach uh, the new quarterback situation because it's obviously going to be a pretty deep class here we have, we have coming out here for the 2021 season. So Absolutely. Yeah, I think we're going to have some content on the Steelers and, and just honestly how they approach not necessarily a rebuild, but how do they reload, you know, right. both with the quarterback position and other positions as well will be interesting. For this podcast, though, we will be looking at the college football playoff championship between Alabama, who's currently favored by eight over or over Ohio State. The Tuesday episode of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast will feature, I think, Eric and you or george and you one of you guys looking at the nfl lines looking at getting a head start on the nfl line so let's look at this college football playoff right now pff green line which you can get in your elite subscription at pff.com likes ohio state at plus eight and even likes them on the money line in some spots depending if you can get it at plus 240 or maybe even better than that what's your opinion of this game do you like uh, ohio state as well yeah, I actually did like, I wrote them up basically last week at this point in time. I think that was, you know, the number was at eight at that point. I think most books have kind of moved to eight and a half as well. It's basically been uh, completely one-sided for the Crimson Tide. I do think they're obviously uh, pretty, you know, significant backing from the public. I do think basically their cash percentage, 60%, ticket percentage, 60%. Uh, so they're going to be the favorites. I like leaning with Ohio State. I, you know... They were a team that we liked in the semifinal matchup. They obviously performed really well against Clemson. Um, I think, you know, there was a real negative vibe for what Justin Fields had done basically this year. Obviously, that has been completely reset, but the betting market hasn't really reflected that so far, um, you know, moving into this national championship game. So I do think that the Ohio State Buckeyes are just a little bit undervalued here. Um, I think people still might not be, you know, fully understanding how good Justin Fields actually is at this point in time. And so, you know, um, I think that they're definitely the play here at plus eight. In saying that, I also think, you know, you're sitting here at eight, eight and a half. You know, that's a spot where, you know, we like to kind of hit some of these teaser options as well. So maybe this is a spot where you, if you really do like Alabama, you're not really comfortable uh, playing Ohio State on the spread. Maybe you could tease down Alabama with one of these uh, division matchups, NFL games you have coming up here next weekend. That's kind of a spot that I've also liked as well. So um, I don't know. I, I think Ohio State's definitely a play here. Is there anything that you're seeing for why you wouldn't want to lean towards Ohio State at this point in time? I don't. I, I would prefer a teaser play, teasing down Bama to minus two, and right. then finding another leg and another spot, maybe in the you know, like you said, the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Because it's just I. And as much as I want you know want to side with Greenline here, I think they see the line at seven and a half, while the market has it at eight. Just this Alabama offense is absurd. They rank uh, first in overall ELO rating, first in offensive ELO, and then also first in defense. Like, this Alabama team is an absolute juggernaut. And while I do think the narrative is backing Justin Fields and this Ohio State team that beat the brakes off of Clemson, looks very right. good against the former or future number one overall pick and Trevor Lawrence, I still think this spread could be bigger. I don't know. I, I'm scared to back Ohio State here. I, I feel much more comfortable avoiding that eight line teasing it down to two you could also something that i you know this over or this total is massive you know the total right, right now is at 75 and even our total has it even leaning at 75.7 that could be something where you tease alabama down to two and maybe tease the uh, the total down to what 69 i don't know yeah. <laughs> really interesting in that same game 
tees. What's your opinion of the total here? Yeah, I mean, I think the only viable play at this point is, you know, going over 75, 75 and a half. I don't want to sit here, you know, sweating well. out basically the <laughs> under between these two high-powered offenses either. So I kind of like the fact that Greenline at least doesn't necessarily recommend a play on the total, but we at least definitely lead in that direction. Mm-hmm. So I think that's definitely relevant information for, you know, how we're going to approach maybe some of these other betting markets. Um, but I kind of, you know, like you, I kind of anticipate this game to kind of start fast. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe if you don't necessarily want to bet the full game total, you could get some in on like the first half maybe you like a team total or something like that so i think maybe my play would be if i like you know if i don't mind ohio state on the spread if i like the total as well maybe i'm looking at like an ohio state first half team total full game team total something like that to maybe play uh both sides of what Greenline likes but not necessarily go full in on you know back in ohio state to potentially have to keep pace with alabama it's kind of the spot that i'm uh liking as we head in here to monday night Let's look at prize picks now. So that's the, you know, that's the college football championship. But you can also bet on individual player props or go to prizepicks.com and bet over-unders on PPR points projections. So the way it works at prize picks is you can get to pick an over or an under on their projections of PPR points for college players. They also do college basketball. They do the NBA. They do a ton of stuff there at prizepicks.com. And you can parlay those picks to get to, to make money on prizepicks.com. It's a fun site. Definitely encourage you to check it out. Right now they have these, – these are my two favorites. Devontae Smith at 29.5 PPR points and Jalen Waddle coming back from the dead, right. from the ankle injury at 18.0 PPR points. From an emotional standpoint, I want to see both these players blow up. But you also have in your projections for this game, you have Devontae Smith as one of your highest-ranked players at 32 points uh, projection. I like Smith and Waddle. Let's take the overs on both because if Ohio State is going to be playing – maybe in a negative game script here, maybe down seven, maybe down 14 for some of this game. I really do think that the Bama has to continue to pour it on because Fields is going to match it every single way. There are a ton of exciting ways to enjoy the playoffs, but if you don't have a PFF Elite subscription, then you're missing out on a bunch of them. And up until the Super Bowl, there's promo code ACTION, which means that when you buy an Elite subscription, use that promo code, you're going to get a free year of Action Network's Action Pro subscription, which is usually $100. You get it for free. So you pay for the Elite subscription, you get a free $100 subscription to go along with it, and you get endless amounts of fun on both the, the uh, NFL playoffs and then the NBA starting up. Action Network obviously has some information on other sports. PFF has got you covered on all things football. This is up until the Super Bowl, but if you buy it at the Super Bowl, you're missing out on all the playoffs. So go do it now. Get yourself an elite subscription at pff.com and use the promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N. Make it happen. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I think, you know, our, my projections basically sit Mac Jones just a little bit under, you know, the 30-point fantasy threshold that he'd need to get over for prize picks. So that makes me a little hesitant to maybe back both Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle at this Fair. point in time. But I'm with you. I do like, I do really like the Jalen Waddle option, even from like a DFS perspective. If you're getting in on some of these showdown sites and stuff like that, I do kind of think Waddle maybe could be a little bit of an intriguing option, even at that captain position. I think, you know, everyone's basically going to gravitate towards Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Najee Harris, and Devontae Smith and that. Um, situation it is a little difficult to project out how much Waddle actually plays but I think you know if he's suiting up and he's playing I think he's obviously going to be running a significant majority of the snaps and routes so I do think that he's definitely a viable play from a prize picks perspective one I got to get your thoughts on uh, obviously had a really great game um, against Clemson but Trey Sermon I have him a little bit lower 16.7 fantasy projection is what I have Matt uh, he's kind of priced up a little bit on 
uh, prize picks 23.5. I think maybe it's just the fact that it might have, you know, Master Teague potentially getting just a little bit more run than what he actually anticipates. Trey Sermon obviously uh, kind of took over the backfield here in the last couple weeks. So do you think Master Teague is going to be at all involved for the Ohio State backfield? Um, and if he's not, do you think Trey Sermon could get over that 23.5 uh, prize picks projection? I don't think so. I think Master Teague, and I don't think it's because Master Teague is going to be heavily involved, but I think this Alabama defense is just good. It's really good up front, and I don't think that Ohio State's going to be running the football a ton in this game like they were able to against Clemson and like they were able to uh, against Northwestern a few weeks back. Like, I do think that Trey Sermon is not the guy to play here. If you're looking for an Ohio State player to bet the over on, I really like Garrett Wilson, currently projected at 17.5 PPR points. I know your projections haven't won closer to 16 but i do think a lot of the attention is going to be on chris Olave, who i think will be a future first round pick if not a top 50 pick in the 2021 nfl draft garrett wilson's still an underclassman garrett wilson is the highest ranked recruit wide receiver recruit ohio state has ever landed that's how good this dude is he is absolutely nuts i really like garrett wilson i think he's the guy that you look here when patrick sutan is likely covering chris Olave. you could see some success here with uh, Garrett Wilson finding some openings against Bama in a game that should be a ton of points. Like we said, the total for this game at 75. Yeah, I definitely like that as well. I do, you know, definitely agree with you that I do think it's going to be more of a Garrett Wilson show as opposed to Chris Olave. Um, I think that a lot of the points that we see, you know, liking the over, I do think they're going to come through the air kind of like you projected. So I'm comfortable kind of fading Trey Sermon. And I actually don't mind fading his uh, player prop number. He sits at 102.5 rushing yards. My projections closer to 82.5, basically. Um, I think that, you know, with the negative game script that could be happening from Ohio State side, I think that he's going to be probably just a little bit less involved. Probably won't have as many runs. So I do think he would be one of the only people that I'm really comfortable kind of leaning towards the under on if you're looking for, you know, some of these player prop markets coming up here, which we do have, you know, this is like, uh, you know, a preview of the Super Bowl at this point in time, the national championship game. I love the timing of it. Um, it works out really well to kind of prep for, uh, you know, all the markets that we're going to be getting here in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. of that Super Bowl action. Yeah, that's a good point. So a little bit of a sidebar here, t- talking about just what Ohio State has done at the receiver position, specifically from a recruiting perspective. But they also have Julian Fleming, who I think is a true freshman, uh, who is the number one overall receiver in his recruiting class. And then just recently, they landed um, Amika Ekbuka, another number one receiver recruit in the country. Like Ohio State's becoming slowly this wide receiver U. It's just absolutely absurd right. what they're able to do. A little bit of a pivot there from the betting conversation. But I do think that Price Picks is a great opportunity to lay some money on like specific player totals, but also the player props market is always going to be less efficient than the totals market. There's going to be a ton of handle on this game. Anyone that's bet college football this week, this year is likely going to be looking at this game and betting on the sides and totals. So looking at player props and places like prize picks, you bet, I think is a huge opportunity. Any other nuggets for this game that you're looking for? Any other lines you like for this game? Yeah, I mean, so we actually don't really have any Jalen Waddle player props on the markets that I'm looking at. I'm checking out DraftKings at this point in time. But John Mechie under uh, 60.5 receiving yards. Obviously, if we get some Jalen Waddle, Mechie's not going to be as involved. I have him closer to 42.5. So I think he is basically the only other one that I would probably lean towards the under on. Um, if I'm looking for you know some of the quarterback plays, Mac Jones potentially going under his rushing yards. I think that's at like 10.5. He's just a guy that isn't basically going to be running the football whatsoever. So um, we have him projected close to 2.5 rushing yards. So I think there's quite a bit of wiggle room in that market as well. And um, Justin Fields, maybe he gets it done just a little bit more with his legs than with his arms. 
I would probably lean, you know, maybe towards his under, but I do like Mac Jones's over uh, passing yardage prop, which I think is actually at a pretty inflated price. I think it's right around like 380.5. I'm a little bit lower than that, but like you said, I'm not really inclined to fade this Alabama offense. So I would probably lean towards over um, Mac Jones, 380.5 passing yards. It's basically, you know, my last play, but this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to, uh, uh, you know, the Monday night football crowning of national championship. And I think, you know, as the market projects, uh, we should see Alabama probably, you know, win outright here. We give them right around a 69.1% win probability. So um, we'll see if they're hoisting the trophy here on Monday night or not. I think that John Munchie under is a good one too, because if you do right. see Waddle come into that game, I think he does fall under. And I think finding areas where you do have like the number two or number three receiver in offense, where there may be that, that total is a little bit inflated or that line's inflated because of the total of this game. Finding some opportunities on unders like Mac Jones under rushing yards, I think, is another opportunity as well. Ben, until next time, make sure everyone who's tuning in to today's podcast tunes into tomorrow's edition of the Daily Betting Podcast, where we take an early look at the lines in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Until next time, Austin Gale, Ben Brown, the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. 